When you see yourself, you gotta be yourself. It's Friday morning. It is frigid in New York City. The wind whips my face. The cold whispers to my tip of my nose. But that doesn't matter because it is championship weekend. We had some good weekends leading up to this wild card. was fun. We had three games. We chased it with a national championship. Divisional was good. We had a little bit of chalk. We had some fun outcomes. But this is what we're here for, folks. And I'm Joe Walkowski. I'm here for the Props Network. We're breaking down all the props worth dropping your paycheck on. Or is it an un- it's still a paycheck if you're unemployed? Who knows? But breaking it down for me, he did the Yaoman's amount of the work for the Props Network this season. He bet every game. I love talking pigskin with him every Friday. Say hello to the 52-yard man, Steve Clark. Hey, what's up, Joel? What's up, Steve? How are you? Happy championship weekend to you. Yeah, this will be great. I don't have a team in there to to, to cheer for, so it'll be stress-free. And even, uh, even as far as that goes, like that Rams playoff loss was about as stress-free as a playoff loss can ever be. They never, they never had a chance. Packers look great you guys showed up and like every team that lost last weekend nothing to feel bad about you guys lost exactly where you should and uh no shame in being the fifth through eighth best team in the league I agree especially because we don't have a draft pick a first round draft pick so let them you know let's get a high number so the Jaguars get screwed yeah, screw the Jaguars taking the Detroit Lions OC from under their nose. <laughs> and, you know, I should be grumpy, but I am actually very happy with it. I was terrified of Scott Linehan working with Trevor Lawrence, so I feel like all football fans dodged a bullet this morning. Are you happy with the Lions' new head coach? Yeah, he's awesome. He's, he's a maniac. <laughs> yeah, he rules. And, you know... Behind the scenes, I think this is just like Brad Holmes has all the power there. Like, that's why they picked a coach without a scheme, because <laughs> the GM has a say in the scheme. They, I feel like he's kind of a, a figurehead to just kind of motivate. Yes, yeah, motivate, set the vibe, draw up an Alvin Kamara-esque run game. But this is Brad Holmes's team. And luckily, if you're going to be a new GM, you have the most flamboyant smoke screen of all time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he just seems like a he seems like another Greg Schiano to me, but we'll see what we'll see what happens. Yeah, um it's really the Lions with their coaches, they hire every type of guy <laughs> in Michigan. We had Patricia now. There is a lot of Dan Campbells up in the thumb. Yeah. So he yeah, he, he fits it so well. Yeah. That'll be fun. That'll be a blast. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's championship weekend. So you know we're talking Daryl Bevel and Dan <laughs> Campbell. Um, so yeah, I texted Jake Head this morning. Oh, I like the Bevel hire. And he texted me back, oh, another straight white man. It's like <laughs> You know, if you don't want to be friends, just tell me. I'm just trying to talk to you about your team hiring an offensive coordinator. Truly go to hell. I'm sorry my football talk doesn't align with the politics you adopted seven fucking months ago. It is crazy, though, that Eric Biennemi is not going to be a head coach next year. 
Yeah, but, but people, the same people who are upset about this, if you actually go into the Beanie like folder, there are skeletons in that closet, and the same people pissed that he doesn't have a job would be pissed if someone with these issues got a job. So you, this story, yeah, that is true. Away. That is true. So I, uh, yeah, I don't know what to make of it, and you know, you did see better representation across the hiring. I don't know if Beanie is the signifier but let's get into the player props let's go so we're gonna do this week we have two for each team right yeah i have two for each team and we're gonna settle it and we're gonna pick the best bet for each individual team okay yeah so let's start it off let's go in time order so we're kicking off with the nfc who you got first all right, this pick, I hate this pick, but it, it kind of makes sense. Um, Leonard Fournette has kind of become the go-to guy in Tampa for whatever reason. I think it's because Ronald Jones is still injured and they're saying he's healthy, but he still has a problem. Um, this week, I do think Ronald Jones becomes more involved, but I do still think Leonard Fournette is the third down back, the receiving back. So I'm going to take Leonard Fournette over 22 and a half receiving yards. Oh, wow. Yeah, he's been targeted quite a bit recently. In the last two playoff games, he had four catches for 39 yards and five catches for 44 yards. Um, and the Packers allow a lot of receiving yards to running backs. They allowed 764 receiving yards to running backs on the season, third most in the NFL. And, you know, Leonard Fournette, he is not really good at catching. Like every time the ball is thrown to him, it's like an adventure. Like how is he going to like mess this up? But he he's pulled down catches the last few games. So I'm, I'm going to stick with him as the third down back and have him 22 and a half. And I am with you there, Steve, in supporting a good Fournette day. But before you throw down on Fournette and visualize how it's going to pan out, check in with the meteorologist, because it's going to be 50% chance of snow. Love it. 10% wind, 10 mile per hour wind in Green Bay on Sunday. So if Fournette's getting production, you could take the over 22 and a half receiving. I actually like over 42 and a half rushing yards. You know, he's hit that last three weeks easily. He's become a bigger part of this Buccaneers offensive identity. And then. You know what? This is also the Green Bay Packers in the postseason. What's their Achilles heel? How do you beat the Packers? You punch them in the mouth and you run between the tackles. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I yeah, I agree. I think he's going to have a big game. I'm just so curious to see if Ronald Jones, if they use Ronald Jones, because like if you just watch the Bucks, it's very clear who the better running back is. And they, for some, I guess it's an injury. They just don't use Ronald Jones like they should. Yeah. And it's also like with the Saints game, I think we talked about it a little bit last week of Fournette. It does allow them to have a little bit more of a different look. And like if the passing game is so vertical, you almost, there are some benefits to having a running back who's just so meat and potatoes in your offense. Right. Like you don't want to, have a game breaker or a versatile guy like Ronald Jones. You want to be in second and five a lot of the time. That's what makes it really work. Yeah, very true. 
Yeah. Okay. So I will do my second one for the green, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. There's a lot of juice on this one. Call me the Jamba man, my friend. I like Tom Brady under 288.5 passing yards. Okay. Minus 137. I can see that, especially if we get some rain, some snow. Yeah, and we have at least one great cornerback is lining up in this Packers defense. And yeah, I think you're just going to see a slower pace from Tampa that goes with the weather, that goes with their skill set, and that goes with how you beat Green Bay. So just a little bit less vertical than normal, high over. So take the under and the juice. Yeah, I like that. I'm. I'm hoping we get some like high scoring games this weekend because we've kind of been robbed this playoffs. We haven't really had like a true like barn burner. I, I think we're gonna get it Sunday evening. I hope so. Yeah, it seems like if that's gonna if it's ever gonna happen, that's gonna be the game. Yeah, because like there is enough talent on both of these defense to sort of keep it in check. The Pat the Buccaneer front seven and specifically their linebacking core like i don't i didn't make this pick but you can probably take the under on any aaron jones bet this week mm. okay we'll see when we get there all right so i will i think you got one more bucks bet for me yeah um i really like chris godwin every week but this week i especially like chris godwin um taking the over on his receptions at five and a half Antonio Brown is probably not going to play. If he does, he's injured. Uh, Mike Evans is going to be blanketed by Jair Alexander, and he's like one of the best corners in the league. I, I think he's going to make Mike Evans less of a threat. Tom Brady's not going to be able to look his way as often. In the last four games, Godwin has averaged nine targets per game. He's quietly been one of the better offensive weapons. I've been betting on him a lot recently, and it's been hitting because – Odds makers haven't really taken into account that he is kind of like one B in this offense for receivers instead of being two. Um, so with all that being said, if Brown is out, if Evans is blanketed, it only gets four or five targets. That's got to open up Chris Godwin to a lot of looks and he should be able to exploit whoever's guarding him for at least five and a half receptions. Yeah, I love it. My only worry here is that it, the argument makes too much sense this could be a little <laughs> bit of a square bet but you know what watching the bucks this past month i get the feeling that sometime in late december that he stormed into arians's offense and just said yo i'm a free agent after the year don't fuck me on this you can have your stupid like super team with brady but help me win so yeah, yeah. Okay, LA Rams 23 is saying that Tom Brady has the fourth most all-time wins versus NFC opponents in the playoffs tied with Aikman and Breeze. And like that would be a mind-blowing stat if he was like tied with a quarterback who I was impressed with in the least, Breeze and Aikman. Okay, uh yeah, system quarterbacks. It, 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 does he have as much NFC playoff success as Brad Johnson? Come on, give me a break with Troy Aikman. Well, that's the thing is that 
well, Brady's been in the AFC his whole career. So it is like super impressive for him to be tied with Drew Brees, a career NFC player for playoff uh, wins. Yeah, no, it is a cool stat. I <laughs> was just reported on so much over the past few weeks. And, you know, I've just been at home the whole time. So LA Rams 23, I've listened to every football show in the world at this point. I live on Reddit. So sorry, I'm a freak. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I think I've got some bets for you for the Green Bay Packers. Yeah. Uh, you know I love them, and I think I'm going to really take that to the next level. I like an alternate line for them. I like the Packers minus 7, plus 150 in this one. Wow. Over the entire season, since that blowout on the road in like week 4 or 5 against Tampa Bay, Green Bay's been the best team in the NFC. It's a 43-year-old quarterback in bad weather on the road. And I just expect Aaron Rodgers to do what he's done every week of the season. Right. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I think at this point right now, Aaron Rodgers is the better quarterback. And he, like, watching him last week against the Rams, it's just like, it's unfair. It's like when you go to a friend's house to play a video game and you think it's just going to be like a fun, casual time of playing this video game. And then you realize this friend has been playing this video game all the time for the last year <laughs> and they fucking destroy you. And it's not fun for you because they're so much better than you at it. He's just like he cheats. But it's a lot like it's it's so annoying. It's so frustrating. Yeah, I think he he'll get it done this week. I, I, I I don't hate that pick. Minus seven is a little big, but with the odds you're getting, it's worth it. Yeah, I mean, if, I'm, if I can find this at minus six, I would love to do minus six at like plus 135. Yeah. But just the methodical nature of this Packers offense. They're Michael Myers in Halloween. They just don't stop coming. And it's in their games. It's the third and fourth quarter where they just – pile up long touchdown drives it's hard to compete with yeah yeah they're a frustrating team and that offensive line is very good yeah even without Bakhtiari like at, at some point you're gonna have to see this O-line coach under Lafleur get some O-coordinator attention they just haven't missed a beat at any point with their protections yeah Okay, so let's go to you with Green Bay. All right, I am looking at Robert Tunyon here. Over three and a half receptions. I know it's going to snow, or it might snow, and it's going to be cold, but I like the underneath routes in this game for Aaron Rodgers. Um, also, the Bucks allow a lot of catches to tight ends. They don't allow a ton of yards. They're like middle of the pack in yards, but they allow... They allowed 86 catches to tight ends this year, over five per game. Um, last week against the Saints, if you look at the Bucks, they allowed five catches to Jared Cook. Unfortunately, the guy that turned the game. Yeah. It, head. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Jared, you owe me $200. I don't know how else to put it. My Venmo is Joe Walkowski. And, yeah, just send it along. I will donate half to charity, but – that's on you, my friend. He, yeah. That game completely shifted after that fumble. Completely. And he had a couple other bad plays on top of that. Just a tough Jared Cook game. And, like, 
at some point you have to wonder where's Michael Thomas. Yeah, zero catches last week. He yeah. apparently just like needs surgery. <laughs> like played that game knowing that he needed surgery on his ankle. Yeah, and it, I loved it. The just the trash talk from Tampa about where are you at, slant boy. <laughs> <laughs> Calling him Slant Boy is my favorite piece of sports trash talk from the past three years easily. Yeah. Okay, so am I up? I, okay, so I'm going to – I support your Tunyon thing. I am a little bit afraid of the Bucks linebackers just because they were amazing last week. They cover. They played Mike. They rushed the passer. What a core – but I also think there's value in this Green Bay Packer tight end core. Anytime touchdown, Mercedes Lewis, <laughs> seven to one. How many snaps has he been playing? He's been getting some throws in the towards the end of the regular season. He was involved in the Packers, you know, pass game a little bit more. And I think this kind of goes off of. Maybe they actually put Devin on Tunyon, take him out of the game, and he doesn't have a ton of touchdowns, but he has three touchdowns on the year. Mm -hmm. And I mean, Aaron Rodgers in the snow, it is very much something Packersian, <laughs> backup tight end to get in the end zone in one of these games. Okay. I mean, yeah, that's one of those fun ones that you just kind of throw $5 on or $10 on and hope it hits. Exactly. There's good payout, and I mean, it's a backup tight end for the Packers. One of the first Super Bowl MVPs ever was a backup tight end for the Packers. <laughs> You're not just betting on Mercedes Lewis. This bet, it taps into the lineage of playoff football as we know it. You're not a gambler with this bet. You are a historian. Yeah, exactly. This is like a bet that you make when you're trying to prove that you're smarter than other people. Yes. Yeah. This is the like you show up to the watch party and it's like that <laughs> you should leave. Skip. Yeah. Everyone's <laughs> like, I got money on Devontae Adams. Like, oh, yeah. Mercy. <laughs> you're the Tim Heidecker of the Super Bowl of the NFC party. That's so funny. Okay. So I think. Do you have one more Packers for me? I got one more Packers. I thought you owed me a Packer bet. Yeah, and this is a contradiction to what you said a little earlier. Oh, no. I'm taking Aaron Jones over 24 and a half receiving. Last time these guys played, Jones had three catches for 26 yards. Jones finished the year, three and a half receptions, 26 yards per game. So another example, like the the, the lines maker made this the perfect the perfect number. He's averaging 26 yards per game to make it 24 and a half in the game where it might snow. But here's where the I'm dropping the hammer. This is why I think the over is going to hit. The Bucks allowed 101 catches to running backs during the regular season. 101. Most in the NFL. Not a ton of yards again. That's the thing. The linebackers are very good, but they will allow you to catch the ball at the line of scrimmage, two yards beyond the line of scrimmage, and then tackle you immediately. Um, but yeah, I think, again, with the underneath, the short routes, the underneath routes, if it's bad weather, Rodgers are going to rely on those a lot. So, I mean, all your Packer props, it, it seems like you think there's going to be a lot of 
short passing in the yeah. snow from this Packers offense. So I like that it's all your predictions are kind of tied to a certain theory and how the scheme's going to run. Yeah. I do like it. I like Aaron Jones a lot as a player, unlike many Packer pro bowlers over the past few years. I think he is actually a genuinely talented player. He's great. Yeah. And I do worry because if you look at his game log since Thanksgiving, he's only been over 30 yards receiving one time. So maybe they don't want to use him that way, but you know, it's also Aaron Jones. So I'm not going to really besmirch you for backing him in this instance. Yeah, man. And so since there's only two games, we've gone through our props. Do you have any insights on the overall game here? So it's Packers by three. The over is 51 last I checked. So I would definitely, I'm definitely on the Packers side here. Uh, I think three is kind of low, especially considering they're at home. Like I think they deserve, oh, is it three and a half now? I would buy that down to three. I think three is like where I'd want it to be. I think four is probably where it should be and that's where it opened. Uh, But yeah, I would take Packers at three and then I would, I mean, it's hard to take the under in a Bucks Packers game, but I think I would. Just considering how cold it's going to be, the weather, the way the Packers play, like are probably going to play, which is a lot of like ground and pound short passes. And the Bucks defense looked okay last week. Like they, their corners showed up. I don't think they can stop Devontae Adams, but like maybe they'll make it a little difficult on Rodgers to throw the ball. What do you think about about these? Yeah, I think I'm with the under here. 51 and a half is a high number, and I like Packers. I like the under. I'm going to take each of those, and I'm going to tie them together as well. So, on a tease or on a parlay? On a, on a tease. Okay. Like, I, in no instance will the Packers be losing this game by more than a field goal, right? You buy them to plus four. You buy the under to 58 and a half. I think probably the Ozmakers did a good job. I see like a 27 to 24 outcome with a garbage time Tampa touchdown. But yeah, I'm all over Green Bay here. And, you know, it's similar. I've had this marked on my calendar for over a month. I think this is one of the great opportunities for gamblers this season. Like, it's Aaron Rodgers. Is he going to lose three straight NFC championship games? Tom Brady's a public team himself. So right. there's value in backing the Packers here. Yeah, exactly. Man. Yeah, it's so hard to bet against Tom Brady. But yeah, th- if he's going to lose any week, it's going to be this week. Yeah, 100%. And I do feel like the Kansas City Bills game is such a crapshoot that, yeah, you know, you just kind of throw your hopes for the weekend to the Packers. And then you just throw, throw a few lines in the, in the water. Otherwise, do you have any predictions for team total? Uh, Where do they sit? Do we know team total predictions? I don't know if we can pull that up. If you are manning the battle station for us, Sammy, if you could do it. And while we're here, just check out the propsnetwork.com. Smash subscribe on that YouTube interface because you see that those odds comparisons we are dealing with here, they are at the push of a button. They're worldwide. You can get great comparisons. And now smash subscribe. And we will, 
help your gambling journey. And now if we will go back to the journey of total points scored for these teams, we see the bands are 31 to 40 for the Packers is plus 360. We see that 21 to 30 is plus. Is that 850? There's no way. Get the fuck out of here. That's total. That's total. Oh, total match points, band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, some point, sometimes I do need to remind the viewers that these glasses are very thick and <laughs> there's no way for me to... Ex I have a great setup here, but I can't expand the window of the Restream monitor share past a certain point, so I got to look in and squint. So for team totals, Bucks are at 24, Packers are at 27, which is exactly what you said the score is going to end up. Whoa. Um, I like... I think I would like the... Man, now that I'm looking at the totals, it's like I kind of like the over for both, but then that would mean that I like the over for the game. So I'm going to lay off these totals for sure. Not yeah. touching. I think if I had to pick them, I would take the under on the Bucks and possibly the over on the Packers. Yeah, and I think with the weather, these are kind of the high limit things. So I do kind of like that under as a tease candidate all over the weekend. So you know, rather than team totals, I would advise that. So I think that under probably hits if you tease it with either side. Is that crazy? If you tease the under for a team or for the actual, the game total? Yeah, for the game total. Like, I think if you, you, you tease that to 58 and a half, I think the Bucks to, to plus 10, the Packers to plus four, either of those feels pretty good to me. Yeah, totally. And that's a pun intended or what? <laughs> no. <laughs> never. Sorry, guys. So let, never. Let's move on to the AFC championship game. A lot of people, they're kind of upset that Brady and Rogers is going first. And like, this is the way it should be. Yeah, I think so too. Let's not feature the old guys in the starting roles. Let's have the, 25 year olds who are the best who've ever done it feature like superstars. Imagine that we got the bills plus three points visiting the chiefs, pull up that props network tool. It opened at one, but that was an injury concern. So yeah, they're going to sit this at three. It ain't going anywhere, but three. What do you want to start home or away in terms of props? Let's start home start with these chiefs the so yeah we still don't know for sure i mean mahomes is gonna play he has to play the nfl will fudge the numbers they'll fudge the test to let mahomes play this game he didn't he's still not clear yet and it's friday um which is kind of scary so i wouldn't make any of these bets until sunday during the day um but this one this one is kind of a crazy one i couldn't even find it on any of the books. I don't think it's out right now. If you can find it, I would definitely bet it. Sammy Watkins over receiving yards. I'm going to guess it's in the 30s, maybe the high 20s, low 30s. Uh, I would take that in a heartbeat. Sammy Watkins in the playoffs is a different player entirely. Playoff Sammy, he's played five playoff games with the Chiefs. He has 24 catches on 34 targets, 93 receiving yards per game and a touchdown. He, It's the same as week one. You can always rely on Sammy Watkins in week one. You can always rely on Sammy Watkins in the playoffs. 
He's been dealing with injury lately, so he's been out, but he'll be back this week. Probably he's in the same kind of boat as Mahomes is. Um, but yeah, if Mahomes doesn't play or if Watkins is on the injury report going in, don't do it. But if he's healthy and Mahomes is healthy, find this and, and take the over. And I think I have my favorite pick from this game already. Not only has Watkins been out, but he's also been like talking a lot of smack in the media on his <laughs> socials. So he's, he's giving off an aura of confidence from the sidelines. So, yeah, I do expect him to come back and get 40 yards receiving yeah. against the Bills defense that has a pretty good CB1. So, yeah, they're going to be looking for different ways to attack this Bills defense. So I think Sammy Watkins will be one of those ways. As soon as that line comes out, let hit me up on Slack. Let's support it. Yeah, for sure. So I talked about some pretty big – so I said, this one, you want to have lines in the water. You want to have good payouts. And I think that's specifically the case with these chief bets. I picked two that have a little bit more of a potential yield. And first one, we have, will there be a fourth quarter comeback? Yes. Ooh. That's 280. This just great odds for the exact thing every football fan will be rooting for <laughs> it's Mahomes versus Allen. Every one of them has responded to every challenge so far in their young careers. And yeah, this just kind of tells me whoever gets the ball last wins. That's the way this game should go. And yeah, what a fun bet. That is a really fun bet. And if we look at how the chiefs played last playoffs, they there's a history of them coming back. So, yeah, love that bet. Last playoffs, this entire regular season, their entire regular season was a study in winning the get-the-ball-last model of football game. Yep. Yeah, they, for some reason, are always a really slow-starting team. So if the Bills can jump out and grab 20 points in the first half, 17 points in the first half, I can definitely see this happening. Yeah, I, 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 I think this is... And if you miss it, put $15 on this and it's, oh, I lost $15. It's potentially getting $50 your way. Great flyer. Checks every box of a great bet. Yeah, and you it's so easy to, to root for. Who doesn't want a close game in the fourth quarter? Yeah, this is the opposite of you having the Mercedes Lewis <laughs> at the party. This is like, you know, you you. I'm not going to make that joke because I made certain ones yesterday. I feel a little weird about, so I'm going to send sure. them. So. Okay. <laughs> okay. So next bet here. I will take it over. This is a, this is a chalk play. I will admit, but it's, it seems pretty close to a sure thing. Travis Kelsey over seven and a half receptions. Again, only do this. If Mahomes is playing, obviously. Um, although if he's not playing, you might be able to get value on this. That's closer to like plus 150. Um, also when I was looking at chiefs plays, there's so much juice on every single, on every single prop. It's crazy that they're just a very public team to bet props on, I guess. Um, but yeah, the last time, can you guess the last time Travis Kelsey had fewer than seven catches in a game? Um, 
the Kennedy assassination. <laughs> it's week seven. It's been 12 weeks since he had fewer than seven catches in a game. Uh, he gets a ton of targets. He averaged 10 targets per game this season. And since week seven, he's averaged 11 targets per game. And here's another crazy stat about receptions to tight ends. The Bills allowed 92 receptions to tight ends this season, the most in the NFL. So, yeah, they're going to use Travis Kelsey. Yeah, and they've been using Travis Kelsey. I really looked at the prop bet market for the Chiefs last week, and it just seemed like kind of stupid, the amount of payoff. But um, I went the under on all the Kelsey and all the Hill bets because it seemed like, oh, if you go on the under universally, it yet one of them will hit <laughs> they were all destroyed by halftime yeah like yeah. <laughs> when the chiefs want to emphasize these guys in the big games they can get the ball to them whenever they want yeah so yeah, yeah there's a chance that mahomes might not even be the guy in the chiefs who's the best at his position yeah <laughs> so yeah i'm gonna support kelsey here and i have another fun chiefs one i have clyde Edwards Hilaire touchdown tied wow. to a Chiefs win plus wow. 240. They got to get Clyde in there. It's been this whole year. They need, if they're going to get to the Super Bowl and be the champions, they have to kind of have a running back, don't they? This yeah. Is, is he going to play? Oh, he just returned to practice today. Okay. So, yeah, I guess he, he might play. If he doesn't play, Daryl Williams was really good last week but that's just to show that the system is set up for running back so if he gets a lot of snaps he's gonna do really well yeah and he gets a bad rap just because expectations were so outsized like he was never gonna live up to the hype he was getting here so yeah he actually had a really good rookie year it's maybe you getting yourself gaslit over your fantasy projections he's a good player yeah and Sam saying he likes 1,100 first TD score for Clyde. Wow. That's a, that's a a hefty payout, but I guess that's how all first touchdown score bets go. Either Joel's frozen. There you are. Now you're back. Oh, maybe he's frozen again. I, I, I badmouthed the first touchdown score bets. I was going to get things taken taken out on me because of it. Am I here? There you are. There you are. Okay. So it, while I buffer, I will send <laughs> the, the floor back to you for some Buffalo bit for your second Chiefs bet. I already did two Chiefs bets. Did okay, you so let's two go, Chiefs bets yeah, as well? I did two Chiefs, so let's go to let's the Bills. To Bills. I, okay. This one I like. I guess it's kind of dependent on how healthy Cole Beasley is. I like John Brown. Over four and a half receptions. Colby Beasley's clearly dealing with an injury. Last week, I expected him to be more involved, but he was just injured, limping around. So John Brown took over. Um, he had 11 targets, eight catches last week. Um, and it's plus 108 is what I found for this. So that's pretty good odds for a wide receiver, too, to grab five catches in a game where the Bills are going to have to pass the ball 
a lot. Also, when I was doing the research on this, John Brown sat out seven games this season, and five of them were road games, which makes me wonder if he was actually hurt or if he just like doesn't like traveling. Yeah, he loves the city of Buffalo. He just he- wants to stay in Buffalo. <laughs> Yeah, he's kind of like he can only perform as a slot receiver if he's near Niagara Falls. <laughs> he's the world's most boring superhero. Hey, if I'm near the world's biggest waterfall, I can be 75% of Eric Decker. <laughs> also, every time I've ever looked up John Brown, it's returned the the guy from the Civil War. Yeah, like <laughs> A lot. I can give good analysis of any NFL player except John Brown. That's my favorite barbecue place in New York City. Let's go to LIC and grab some. Honey, you're going to LIC today, right? We, will you bring me back some John Brown? Please, I'll pay for it. Just bring back the John Brown. Okay, so I don't – Just since we mentioned him, my proof is in the pudding. So, <laughs> And they do have a nice bread pudding there. I will. Oh, man. Love that. Okay, so my Bills bet, I like Josh Allen. Over 32 and a half rushing yards, minus 115. So there's a little juice there. But this Chiefs defense, they don't like tackling. Josh is big. He's physical. He's the leader of this team. If he tucks it and runs it, there's not much that the Chiefs can do in the secondary. He's going to be able to change the whole tenor of this game with his legs. And for Josh Allen, this figure seems crazy low. Yeah, 32 and a half. I mean, during the regular season, he never he didn't hit that as often because he was throwing it a lot more this season. But in a playoff game, you got to love him just tucking and running. I have a similar bet. Uh, I have Josh Allen rushing touchdown plus 135. Uh, yeah, I, it's he's gonna, it's the biggest Bills game in 30 years. He's going to get in the end zone. He's going to get first downs, however, he possibly can. If that means he like lowers his shoulder into a linebacker, he's going to do that. Also, he had eight rushing touchdowns during the regular season. He's just like, he's good at the goal line. The Chiefs allowed seven rushing touchdowns to quarterbacks this season second most in the NFL. So yeah, I think both of our bets here could hit. Yeah. And I would even advise the, the viewers, the listeners to poke around and see if you can find some sort of parlay about this. Cause I think we're preaching the same logic here. This is a Josh Allen game. So see if you can find a little, like bit of a less of like 25 yards and a touchdown in this one. Yeah. That seems like a great bet. And that'd probably be at like a plus 170-ish payout. Yeah. Yeah, let's go. Come on, points bet. Put that on your site. Yeah. And they do have same game parlays available at points bet. So if you are looking for this, points bet would be the place to go do it. I like looking at their resources when I pull up these lines. And, you know, we've just get gotten better and better pulling up these prop bets as the season goes on. And you'll see why when you visit PointsBet. And if you use code bonus props there, they will match your deposit. So maybe you put the meat and potatoes on the spreads and you use that free play on some player props. That seems like a funny, fun way to do it. And there's also no juice this week on 
on any of the spreads. So that's not a bad place to be in at all. Packers minus three even odds. And that's better than Bitcoin. (laughs) Who do you like in this game? I don't know. I'm scared of this one. I I think I'm going to take the Chiefs minus three points here. I think I'm going to have Buffalo in a tease as well. I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to look for the Chiefs second half line and do that. Um, But yeah, the actual game, I don't know. The total, it's what is it? 54. Five and a half, fifty-six and a half, something crazy like that. I think I would. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I have no idea. It's fifty-four, so maybe I would go over. Yeah, so I yeah. think Bills and the over is the play here. You tease those tease together, that. you get Bills to nine, you get the over to forty-eight. That seems pretty reasonable to me. Yeah, that's how I'll be playing it. I don't hate that at all. You can get it 53 and a half at MGM. Yeah, so that's why you want to go to the Props Network. You want to shop around for the best line if you are in Pennsylvania, New Jersey. And you know what? It's not as good in New York, and I'll get yelled at if I go through my process, but I call up Doug, and I'm like, hey, let me get the under 53 and a half. He's like, nah, it's 65 now. <laughs> that's how it works for me. So you have advantages living in uh, states with legitimate bureaucracies yeah man i can't wait until it's legal to bet here i think it's coming pretty soon so buy some DraftKings stock we will leave it at that yeah they're new york state i i believe they're only gonna have one purveyor and there's actually some DraftKings relationships already there you go okay so i think sammy has a a prop special for us so go go for it whenever. <clears throat> oh, highest scoring team, Packers plus 200. Let's go. Let me look at this. Yeah. I was looking at this. I almost picked this. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think I would take the Packers plus 200. Because then you don't know who's – it'll be – because we. I think they'll win. I don't know who's winning that AFC championship game. The Packers – I feel pretty good they'll win, so at least I know I have a 50% chance of one of the winners there. Gosh. But, yeah, that other game is going to be highest scoring. So, lowest scoring team. Bucks. Easy. Maybe I would also take Packers here. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And then if all the games end in a 0-0 tie, some sort of Bane scenario, if you will, <laughs> double Bane, uh, which is rarer than a double rainbow, actually. Then you hit both bets. So, you know, you'll be able to... <laughs> I couldn't get out the sentence I wanted to say. I think I would lay off the high-scoring one and just do Packers low-scoring and hope for a Bucks win. Because, yeah. yeah, whoever loses that game is going to have... Um, most likely the lowest scoring team. Yeah. And plus 100. Woo. Yeah, plus 400, lowest scoring team Packers, and that feels good karmically. You're basically betting the Bucks money line for plus 400 with that bet. Mm. Yeah, so 
Before we get out of here, you want to go through the games and pick our favorite props from all of them. So let's start with the NFC Championship game. What was your what was your second bucks? I think I mean I, I would love to just say Mercedes Lewis. Yeah, we're, we're the Mercedes. Yeah. Uh, actually, it's uh, Mercedes Lewis. <laughs> no, I had Fournette over forty two and a half yards. I like your Robert Tunyon receptions bet, and yeah, for this one, I'll be backing your Tunyon. I'll be backing either of the four net overs. I don't care. I'm fine with Leonard either way. Yeah. And then I like Brady under 280. That's right. Yeah, I don't mind that. I like that one. I like my Godwin over five and a half. Oh, yeah. Um. Yeah, I guess the one I'm most nervous about is my Aaron Jones and my Leonard Fournette receiving. Just because receiving is so weird. Like, they could have six receptions each and have 18 receiving yards. Like, you just – it's – it's hard to say, but yeah, I, I like your Brady under, I like my Godwin over, and I like our tight end picks. <laughs> yeah, and like with receive, reception bets, like you just, that's, a, that's defined by what the OC sees on the tape any given week, so that's the ultimate crapshoot, but Leonard Fournette in the snow, I think that feels okay to me. Yeah. Okay, so how about in KC Bills, I'm going to stick with the good karma of a fourth quarter comeback. But <laughs> support it. Put it. Hope the secret is real. Yeah. Love that. And then if I, I really hope they put out a line for Sammy Watkins. I'm so yeah. excited about that one. Yeah. Usually he's only over the line in his comments to the media. <laughs> <laughs> he just seems like a real jerk. Uh, okay. Well, I had a blast. We only have one more of these for the Super Bowl when somehow everyone's betting on props. So yeah, we got to go crazy for Super Bowl. Yeah, we'll we're some weird ones. Yeah, where I'm gonna bet how long it takes Steve to sing the national anthem. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a pretty slow singer. I like to I like to go on little runs. Yeah, can we do that on the on the props network? We'll put out our own national anthem. We'll put out our own betting line on it. <laughs> And you know what? I don't know who's singing the national anthem, but we'll do a better job. I'll wear, I'll sing the national anthem. I will wear my Lions Kaepernick jersey while taking the knee. And you know, I I am getting this suggestion from our our host, our producer Sam. I I can burn an American flag while I do it. That's a good. Wow, idea. yeah, that's um, that's the same um, thing to say for sure. <laughs> so yeah, we'll do that. You guys will bet on how long it takes me to sing it. What a good idea. <laughs> what everyone asks for from an NFL show. <laughs> Shut up. Go get me some barbecue. All right. Um, I had so much fun today. If you guys are sticking around the, the stream, I'm going to play some NBA bets in like 15 minutes. Otherwise, I'm going to see you in two weeks, Steve. Let's yeah. Money. Let's do it. Thanks for having me on, man. This is the best hour of the week. All right. Absolutely. Until the Super Bowl, later. <laughs> <laughs>